So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. Three guys on sports, Friday edition. We'll run DMC, get you in the holiday spirit. This will be the last live show, uh, other than our guys, uh, Jeff, I believe Ed is already out uh, today until Christmas, man. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all. Johnny Rude over there, my guy, Johnny. Morning, everybody. Howdy, howdy. How we doing? We're going to talk about how I might have unknowingly muled a drug traffic this this morning. This is fantastic. Yeah, you yeah. brought that up early on. I cannot wait to hear this. Sawyer Stahl, my guy. How we doing, Sawyer? Uh, I'm a... Uh... I'm hurting a little yeah. this morning, but we're getting in the swing of things. Watched a lot of football, watched a lot of hockey, bombed twice last night. Yep. Mm. And then stayed out a little late. Stayed out <laughs> a little late. Stayed a little late. Not going to lie. No FM late. show this morning, you told me. So uh-uh. you kinda, we got to mosey in at least. Uh uh-uh. uh. No alarm. What? You didn't have to do an FM show? I do. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll touch a lot on the games coming up. We're going to get a little Christmas draft going of Christmas movies, a little naughty nice list uh, of NFL teams or players. I'm um, going to touch a little bit on UT. Michael Penix was talking about the team, uh, referring to UT and who they're playing um, and what the game was. like. They played last year, obviously, in the Alamo Bowl, and so mm-hmm. they touched a little bit on that. But um, Thursday night recap, but I want to hear about this mule story you got, John. Yeah, okay, so here's the deal. I uh, get home a couple nights ago, and there is a handwritten note on my door. Okay. And it's like, dear so-and-so, they don't know me, um, I accidentally transposed... My address when I was ordering something for the holidays, and it's going to be delivered to your door. When it comes, can you take it in, text me, and I'll come get it? That seems fair, right? I mean, that happens all sure. the time. Somebody uh-huh. transposes numbers. So I don't see anything the next day. Nothing there. So another day goes, and I think, well, maybe it's just, it did, he it delivered it to it, right? Sure. So yesterday I get home, and there's a box on my door. Mm. Now, this box was not delivered by Amazon. This was not delivered by UPS. It was a cardboard box with duct tape all over it. Uh, DHL. Not a stamp anywhere <laughs> on here. And it just had the guy's first name and my address. Oh. <laughs> Still me thinking, okay, not a big deal. So I go in and I text this guy. I'm like, hey, got your ba- got your package. He's like, well, I can't pick it up till tomorrow morning. I'm like, all right, fine. And, and then he gives me a very, I'll be there tomorrow at 842. Whoa. Not like I'll be there around 8.30 or 8.45, 8.42. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, you know, hey, I just got to be at work sometime before 11. You know, we can do this. So at 8.42, I don't see him. He has no knock at the door. So I text him. I'm like, hey, I have to leave for work here pretty soon. He's like, sorry. He goes, I'm stuck at the gate. I'm waiting for somebody to help let me in. First clue, right? If he's my neighbor, he should know how to get in. Right. He uh-huh. shouldn't be waiting for somebody to open the gate. Okay. So finally he gets in. I hand him this box, and he goes, how'd you, how'd you know this? He's like, how did you get this? I'm like, because you left me the note. Oh, yeah, that's right. Whoa. And then got in a car with all blacked out windows and just smoked out of there. Oh. I'm pretty sure I just trafficked something. I don't know what it was. Oh. Might have been a liver. Might have been a kidney. Oh. If it had been a liver, I should have taken it. Welcome to the world of crime, Johnny. It was so strange. I mean, I guess you just be gullible, but I'm like, all right, it's Christmas time. Somebody's gonna, my package has been delivered wrong uh-huh. places, right? Wow. I was going to be the anti-porch pirate. Uh, I've accidentally opened neighbor's mail at the Christmas time, and uh, 
boy, did I learn a lot about my neighbors. And then <laughs> I panicked. I tried to throw it away and then realized I should give it back to them. So I taped it up crudely and left a note being like, oh, accidents happen around the holidays and yeah. then signed my roommate's name on it. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done that before because you think you get a package, you're like, oh, you know, I was just expecting something. You don't look at the address and you just yeah. open it. And sometimes, yeah, it's That's not meant wild. for you. But yeah, yeah, so this liver. was just a plain box wrapped with duct tape and Sharpie on it. It's just I'm a first. Sure I did something. Just a first name. Just a first name. I just like the idea of you popping open a switchblade and just stabbing it in the box and dabbing it on your tongue, and being like, "Yeah, it's pure." And I'm pretty sure <laughs> if I tried texting that number right now, it would be like this. No, it's been disactivated. The burner phone already tossed in the Ladybird Lake by now. Wow, that that is a that's a good way to start your Friday there. Only I know what was inside. Yeah, you probably don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know. Know. So let's just yeah, you don't need the fingerprints on that. They're going to start calling you Santa's little helper now, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's what yeah. your name is in his phone. It is just what. Yeah, so it was an interesting way to start your it morning is. at eight forty two. Yeah, eight forty two. Yeah. Um. So Thursday night happened. Did you guys mm. get a chance to watch that game? I watched the first half. Okay. First half. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I was holding out. Uh, 0 for 2 on my picks. They hit the yeah, over, and uh, and the uh, Rams kicker shanks a field goal to keep me from getting that over 3.5 field yeah. goals. Bad, bad beat. But, uh, yeah, I watched the whole thing, and uh, good on the Rams. You know, the Rams, Rams get another win. Rams, are Rams getting a lot of praise now. Yeah. You were listening oh, yeah. this morning with the, you know, in the morning show, and, I mean, they're starting to get their up into what they've been mm-hmm. through, and if they if Stafford hadn't been hurt a few days or a few games this season, what could have been even better. But they are the team that seems to be catching lightning in a bottle right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. up to that sixth seed in the NFC playoff race. Right. My doomsday situation is is preparing right now. Matt Stafford comes to Detroit uh, to play in a playoff game. We're sitting there at three. That could happen. I, like love Stafford, what he did as a fan. It, that is a team though. That is a threat. I know you said you might have a little bit of a different opinion. Uh-huh. Everybody's kind of riding the Rams. Uh, right now, I liked initially early on that this team would get more than six and a half wins. That's what the win total yeah. was put for them. So they've already exceeded that expectation. As long as they're healthy, they have elite players, right? You got Aaron Donald's one of the best to do it. Yep. Maybe the best to do it mm-hmm. ever. You got Cooper Cup, top five receiver to this day. Puka Nakua has been pushing for offensive rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, he's now. been awesome, uh, especially with CJ being out. That could be the case there because he's over 1,000 yards, correct? Uh, he balled out last night. And then uh, Williams. Uh, Kyron Williams has played great. Insane football. Great football, automatic. man. He, that's been their running back there. And Stafford's playing good football. He he looks he looks great out there. He looks healthy finally, which you don't see that a lot out of him. Um, and this team has is, is got a young defense, but they're, they're making things happen. Now at the end there, it was getting a little... I didn't think the game was lost by any means because Dennis Allen had used already all three of his timeouts. Yes. But, you know, I mean, it came, came down. This Rams team is not... I don't think it has any business being talked about with even Dallas. I'll throw Dallas mm-hmm. in there. Obviously, the Niners. Philadelphia and the state they're in, eh, maybe not. But this this team's coming around that Detroit range, I'd say, kind of the next tier of the NFC teams. They're coming and they're hot right now at the right time. So I guess that's a good question. And you said it, too, with your fear factor of the, them Man, playing Detroit. Imagine? Is, is, is the Rams a team you want to play in the playoffs? No, right now? I do not. Not as a wild card team. That'd be, I mean, obviously, the, the Philly... Um, the Dallas pick, you, you get there probably at the five seed. That'd be the team I definitely don't want to play. I think Rams would be second, though. I, I, I'm i all set personally. on. I don't know if Minnesota will be able to do it. They sit there at seven. Still have to play Detroit twice. And Nick Mullins, eh, he's a little better than Dobbs. We see that. You get Justin Jefferson Which back. Which at this point is, what are you saying? Exactly, yeah. right? And so, and then, you know, Green Bay sits there. We've seen what the, the, the Saints are not that legit of a team. I will say, mm-hmm. I think the Buccaneers... Are starting to show. I mean, still are only seven and seven, but they're starting to show that they are yeah. the, the cr- flaming dumpster that will roll into the fourth seed. <laughs> yes, still hot. 
Still, still hot, hot still though. Hot, yeah. Dumpster, mm-hmm. but still hot. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, the Rams' schedule coming up, I believe they have some winnable games, but they win last night. Thirty to twenty-two. Mm. Um, I think the Rams' last game is in San Francisco. It is, and you kind of wonder if they already have that in one seed locked up. Are they going to just keep you know? Rest, I mean, the Christian McCaffrey's of the world. All those guys. Are they going to and maybe even let Sam Darnold play, get some snaps, just in yeah. case we saw what happened last year? Wouldn't be that, a bad idea. I mean, right? if they've already clinched number one, right? Exactly. So, uh, any takeaways though that you noticed in this game, whether it be Saints, Rams, all, all the above? You definitely touched on it. And it's something I've seen two weeks in a row now, and I think it's going to be what bites this Rams team in the ass once they get Ooh, to the playoffs, okay. is they don't finish a game. They play yes. 75% yeah, of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, the Saints score 13 points in the last six minutes of the game. Sure, one of that comes over a busted coverage and a pretty shanked punt uh, short field. But even the week before, they're up almost three scores on some of these teams. Yep. And then uh, they did it to the Commanders last week. That game yep. ends in an eight-point uh, score. And it's this, they it's that 21st-ranked DVOA. That defense isn't putting teams away. Mm. And then for whatever reason, McVay takes his foot off the gas. I mean, to think about it, too, with the defense, it's a great defense, but it's an older defense. Mm-hmm. So the more time they are on the field, they tend to get a little more tired. It's a mix of young and, and old. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's would, a mix. But I would really argue it's one great player and then some guys. Yeah, and some guys. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's kind of true, too. But, yeah, I can get that. And, look, we've, we've seen that even on a college level here with with Texas, where mm-hmm. a couple of games this season, they, they kind of like three-, four-week period where they got big leads, and then they had to either hold on to win or barely win yeah. or lose. So you're right. I think if they're going to have to learn how to put four quarters together, yeah, and they'll have a dollar. Yeah, see, yeah, 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 there you there go. go. And I want to know if this Rams team has uh, game-winning drives in them. We've seen them hold on. We haven't seen them have to it's come fair. from behind yeah. in many of these games. But when you do run into an offense that's high-flying, like a Detroit Lions, like a Dallas Cowboys, like a 49ers in the playoffs, teams that they could end up playing, uh, y- you can't consider any lead safe with those teams. No. I mean, they they could score at will for the most part. Dallas has some trouble on the road, but if you get them at Jerry World, we've seen them come back on the Seahawks yeah. the way they did. So I, I think you really need to button it down in these last three weeks and really start putting some teams away, leaning on some guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rams finish the season off in MetLife. They go over to the Giants, and then they get the Niners. So they, they have two road games to finish off the year. That's where the Stafford injury happens. MetLife, oh. MetLife, MetLife <laughs> claims another. Right, another just the terrible field that they have there. I wonder if they're one of the just teams walking that's out to the center yeah. to flip the coin. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, like you said, just has claimed a lot of injuries. Aaron Rodgers being the top one. Uh-huh. Um, the home of Hoffa. Yeah. <laughs> Do you wonder if they're going to change? I know Minnesota's one of the teams that's going to uh, change up their fields. That's been a big, you know, issue for a lot of these players. A lot of people like just playing. The guys like playing on grass. Now, yeah, yeah. Mm. is it as easy to maintain? Is it going to cost more money to do have real grass, especially in these, you know, northern or dome stadiums? Sure, but I think the NFL can cough that up. And if you want to keep these players on the field, so I mean, I just for some reason that field seems to just be oh, it's terrible. It Everyone hates it. Like all the players are vocal about it. As as far along as astroturf has come, if you think about it, it used to be just a thin layer of like what you right. see at miniature golf on top yeah, of cement. Carpet. It, basically, <laughs> it was bad. That's what it was to start with, and now it's actually like it, it comes up. You see the little pellets yeah, that come. Barry with Sayers it. is rocking tennis shoes. I like, know it's exactly. straight so sneakers out there. It's come a long way, but it doesn't seem to be all the way there yet. And then you get the same problem with with with, with, with regular turf fields too. Look at when you get big chunks out of that. You, yeah. I, although there's nothing better than when a receiver who gets planted gets up and they've got the big chunk of, chunk grass, of grass in their, in their face helmet. mask. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I I don't know where we're going. I think 
everything, all the signs would have been we were going forward to all AstroTurf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now, I mean. Yeah, that revolutionary turf that they put in the yeah. Super Bowl last year is the reason that the Eagles claim they lost the of Super Bowl. They all changed sure. cleats at halftime yeah, because they the couldn't get they any footing. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, I think they've got to come up with a better way than painting things onto the grass. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, because paint's pretty slick when you slick think about it, it all that way. Too. So there's got to be some other better way to to get those logos onto the field and just paint them. Mm-hmm. After the Rams won last night, saw this, they are up to now a 72% chance to make the playoffs at 8-7. and seven. Yeah. Um, so they'll probably be that 6 or 7 seed. When it comes to the NFC, the next best percentage-wise is actually the Seahawks, who sit at 7-7, seven and seven, 49% yeah. chance, and the Vikings at a 47% chance. Uh, kind of trailing off there, Packers, who are 6-8, and eight, they sit at 22. The Saints technically have life. They'd pretty much need to win that division, yeah. though. Uh, they just, I don't know what you do. I, I think number one step, you got to get rid of Dennis Allen. I don't know what he's doing out there Dennis as a the coach. Menace. Dennis the Menace, the Aggie. Um, and I just, as we saw, Derek Carr is not a great quarterback. Um, he has Three touchdowns, one interception. He had a but good he was stat just, line. Just, just over 50%. I mean, exactly. If you right. turn the ball 40 times, your team's in trouble. Right, yeah. Uh, and then technically alive still the Falcons. Your Bears have a one percent chance. Hey, I'm that. clinging to that. Don't forget that. That's Johnny Rude. That's my Christmas that. wish. Yes. please Santa, please. Uh, yeah, no. So they that will be possibly a playoff team. I think they're kind of like the Bills. I'd give the Bills the nod here though, just because the weapons they have uh, of the NFC kind of teams that are getting hot. Yep, that can be a threat as mm-hmm. a wild card. Um, I, that's what I look at the Rams as, but I agree. I think the Bills, they can finish a little bit better. I would take them. If this was somehow a Super Bowl, I'm taking the Bills. Uh, I like what they're doing a little bit more than the Rams. But Matt Stafford's playing good football. Uh, Puka Nakua, got a, he's he's awesome to watch. Did you see that? He's awesome. My, my that thing last came play. through yesterday, too, with when Al Michaels would say something pretty surly. It wasn't really surly, but it was pretty much get off my lawn when he said, you got a guy named Puka. You expect to be a scat back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, he's just fun to watch. He's just been a breakout player. Fifth round pick, I believe. Uh, out of BYU. Out of BYU. And they gave, you know, a lot of people thought the Rams would be great because, hey, they, they're first rounders. The last couple of years have gone to Detroit in that Stafford trade. They have been drafting so well in the back end of the draft. But that's the thing with these teams. You get your guys, and once you get you know your fourth, fifth rounders, Amon Ross St. Brown's a great example from Detroit. Like Those kind of guys, that builds your core. Uh, and, and look at this. They're having success. So when we get back, got a little bit of audio from Michael Penix. We'll touch on that. Also, Ryan Clark, former Steeler. On the status of Mike Tomlin, he thinks what? Yeah, should he leave or should he stay in Pittsburgh? Find out. 512-834-1027. Three guys at sports coming back. Great call here, Sawyer. Uh, should I say, should I go? We'll touch on that a little bit. Kind of referring to Mike Tomlin, Coach Tomlin. Should he stay, should he go out of Pittsburgh? We'll have former and uh, uh, co-worker, right, technically, Ryan Clark, a former uh, Pittsburgh Steeler. Talk a little bit about that. We've got a clip coming up. But wanted to touch a little bit on UT. Uh, Michael Penix was uh, getting a little interviewed about the Longhorns here. Uh, obviously, they played in the Alamo Bowl last year. Washington did win that game. Uh, got a cut from Michael Penix on the Longhorns' performance on the season. Yeah, those guys are, are, are really good players. You know, they, they cause a lot of havoc, you know, up front. Um, they, they do a lot, of, a lot of great things on film. But, you know, I, I trust in my guys. You know, my guys, they'll definitely be prepared. You know, Coach Huff is going to make sure that he coached them extremely hard and uh, make sure that whenever game day comes, um, we're not, we're not having any hiccups or any worries about anything. You know, we're just going to go out there and play and have fun. But uh, those guys are pretty good, though. Those guys are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that defense, if they can get to this man and obviously shut down those uh, receivers that they have, because that's 
It's a high-flying offense. They haven't really played, referring to Texas, hasn't really played any team like that, mm-hmm. I believe, from an offensive standpoint. When they did play Alabama, Michael um, Milrow is not what he is today. Nope. Uh, that's just facts. He can air it out himself, and obviously they got weapons. Uh, but real quick, too, Michael Penix uh, on Texas when they played in the Alamo Bowl last year. What do you remember about the Texas game last year? I don't remember nothing. I just remember winning. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of a uh, little little respect to the team, but also, uh, yeah, I just remember That's beating. nice bulletin board yeah, material, right? I, don't remember, I just know we won. I just remember beating y'all. That's all. Um, does this uh, change the line for you at all? I know it's only a little bit of audio there, but uh, when, you, when you think of this game coming in, are you still feeling pretty good about your Longhorns here, Johnny and Sawyer? Yeah, I would. I, do, yeah. I would. Now, uh, it's definitely a revenge game for the Horns. Uh, there's, like I said, bulletin board material. Yep. Penix didn't really light it up last year. It was a no. one-score game. Mm-hmm. He had two touchdowns, one interception, less than 300 yards. Uh, I think this is a more complete and better Horns team than they faced last year. Sure, and it's and okay. we, the, the Horns team they faced last year didn't have Bijan. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a stripped down. Out. It was a stripped down version of the team that played the regular season. So you're not going to get that T Texas game this this time. It's full bore. It's everybody oh, yeah. playing. So. It's not going to be the same. Good luck. Remember what you said. Remember what you said. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it still stays at four and a half, four in some books for the spread. I don't think that'll change too much. Maybe get down to like a three and a half, but uh, I feel pretty good about this game for the Longhorns. I think being in New Orleans as well uh, helps a little bit from a geography standpoint. Uh-huh. can make that drive down. It's about seven and hours. I have. I've talked to a lot of people who said they're making the drive down. So I think uh, UT's going to be well represented. The great Ed Clements will be. Well, that was never a doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. The course. only doubt would have been, is, is he going to be in the press box or not? And he is. So and of course, of course he is. Yeah. The great Ed Clements, uh, yes, he will be there in New Orleans. And we will also be, just keep touching on this, make sure if you're bouncing around New Year's Day, we got the Fiesta Bowl. That'll be at 12 o'clock. We also have the Rose Bowl, Michigan taking on Alabama. That'll be 4 p.m. our time. And lastly, I believe it's 7 o'clock uh, our time here, uh, Central Time, we will have Texas on 1027 ESPN yes. taking on Washington. So make sure if you are driving around or you're just sitting around and want to hear the uh, audio of that, we will have it here at 1027 ESPN covering that game. And a huge, huge shout-out to all the people upstairs like Regina and the whole traffic department. Every one of those games, they have to do a completely different, it's an internal word, but clock. Because every time they break at certain points, that all has to be redone for every game. Every, yeah. and, it, and it takes oh, probably man. four hours per game. So good job to everybody upstairs. Shouts out to the people upstairs. Yep. That Michigan Alabama line starting to move, right? Is it I believe it's yeah. officially starting to move down Alabama to pick them. plus two. We, we said it's this going was the right. other way. Mm-hmm. Really? Going the other way. Okay. I was hearing earlier today, Alabama is now a two point dog. That's interesting. Yeah, because you and I both talked about this, Sawyer. I, I think you were in the same boat. I thought this would get switched over a little mm-hmm. bit more to Alabama's side, uh, just knowing, you know. Nick Saban, number one. That's really what it is. But yeah. Well, it had to be the probably the recruiting cheating scandal coming out of Michigan that people mm. are like, well, what are they going to do right. in this game, yeah, you exactly. know, to get yeah, that little edge? Out. Exactly. Get Connor Stallions out there again for the, the Wolverines. <laughs> um, want to shout out our guy, Southside Paul. He texted in just right now. Just want to say happy holidays. You guys, great week of sports talk. I really appreciate it. No, we appreciate Southside yeah. Paul. Southside Paul's the man. We appreciate it's been a really that. fun week. We've guys. had a lot of fun and appreciate you, Johnny, for joining us. Yeah. Uh, Nick Hajda, the man, will be back. Uh, same with Sawyer. That'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So enjoy your time. Happy holidays to everybody. Uh, let's get into this Ryan Clark, though. This audio here, Ryan Clark, former uh, defensive back for the Steelers on that stud team. Uh, that they had. Obviously, Mike Tomlin's his guy, but he speaks a little bit on the status of Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. 
Same way Andy Reid eventually had to move on from Philadelphia. It didn't mean that Andy Reid couldn't coach anymore. It meant that he shouldn't be coaching there. And Coach Tomlin should now move on from Pittsburgh. And everybody should line up to hire him because the freaking man knows how to do it, but he shouldn't do it there anymore. So, so let's dive into that because I think it is significant to hear that from you. And, and for those in our audience who are not aware, you and Mike Tomlin remain very close. Yeah, he played for years. Friend. He's someone that you care about deeply. I know that. Yeah. So you're not saying that lightly. This is not a fan saying, get rid of the coach. No. How much of this is about him not getting it right and how much of it is about just a fit that at some point no, some it of runs it, its course some of it some of it is him not getting it right because the thing that's ha that has to happen in order to remain a coach as long as he is and remain successful is you have to adjust and I believe that he has tried to adjust. I believe a part of his adjustment was always, though, I'm going to allow you to be you. I'm going to give you that space. And in giving you that space, you'll in that in return, return effort. In return, you'll return professionalism. In return, you will care about me and what we do with this team the same way I've cared about you to not jettison you, to not judge you, to not criticize you and allow you to be the human that you are. He's not getting that from these guys. The first thing he did when he got to Pittsburgh was he changed the way we practice and he grinded us and he killed us and it was all about work and it was all about physicality. And by the end of the season that year, that's when we lose to Jacksonville in the last game and then Freddie T and MJD come up and run us in the dirt the next game because we didn't have anything else, right? And then he realized these dudes will play. I ain't got to kill them. Mm -hmm. And by letting us play and letting us be be who we were, we go on this stretch of years that we're very good. And I think he got settled into that. If I let these dudes be who they are, if I let these dudes just play, if I put them in the best position to get to Sunday and treat them a certain way, they're going to reward me. These dudes ain't rewarding him. These dudes are taking advantage of him. Hmm. These dudes know that Coach T is going to love me. Coach T is going to back me. Coach T is going to support me. Coach Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, yeah. it's I mean, what it's we talked about stuff, a little bit man. yesterday. He's not a bad coach. Oh, no. no just needs a new, he needs a new destination. Yeah, I think he could revive a team that is struggling, too, with the way he coaches, bringing a whole new culture to a new team. I I wouldn't say that this team has gotten away from him. I, I do think it's... You look, Cower coached there, 92 to 2007. That's about 15-ish yep. years. Right. And that's a, how long Tomlin's been yeah. there now. So well, I and think, they said that Pittsburgh is the only team... It's been, they've only had three coaches in 54 years. I think that's a part of the problem why he doesn't want to leave either. Yeah. So you look at the Packers with quarterbacks. They don't really want to kind of... Yeah. It's been going well, so why turn it over so fast? So I want to ask you both this. If you could pick one team. Now, there's only a few spots open. Obviously, the Chargers is open for him. The Panthers technically would be. I don't think that's the best idea. Um, if you could pick one team for him hypothetically to go to. Now, that the coach could be in a hot seat. I'm thinking of a team right now. The guy's still there. Uh, but where would you like to see Coach Tomlin if he were to leave uh, the Steelers? He's a, he's a head coach somewhere. Yeah. He, this guy has to be. I mean, he's too good. He's never had a losing record. There are two, I think, I'd put my money on, I'm thinking of the exact same team that you are in the Atlanta Falcons. Mm, that's one of my teams. Yeah. yeah. I think, I mean, the, uh, still wearing the black, you yeah. know? Yep. And uh, I think that he could bring, he, there's a lot of talent on that roster, and they have a solid defense, and I think the way Tomlin coaches, he could really round around these guys and maybe know how to use some stars. Uh, I mean... Take away his ability to hire an offensive coordinator. That right. hasn't been so great lately. Right. But uh, I, I, I'd say the Falcons and the other one I was thinking was the Bears. Okay, the, like, Bears. Uh, mm -hmm. the Bears. It's a team with a great culture, yes. uh, history at least, and he could come into that and bring what Mike Tomlin does best, and I think that would be a good spot for him.
Yeah, I would agree with that too. I, I think Eberflus has maybe bought himself another season, he could have. especially the way we'll see how the end of this last three games go. Right. I want to say a team, and this coach is not on the hot seat, but a perfect landing spot for me for yeah. him would be Cleveland Browns. Okay. I mean, yeah. he'd take that team with what they have and put them together. I I think that defense, yeah, yeah, and, and he could just I, make something out of it. I got one. Atlanta was one I thought of. I don't. The Chargers, obviously, that's one that's a hot name. I just don't see the Chargers kind of going in that direction. I don't yeah. know if he'd want mm-hmm. that. Same division as Atlanta, and we talked about. I don't think Dennis Allen's going to have a job. Oh, I think Saints. the New Orleans Saints go from a little different variation of black and gold. I think he would have success there. That is a franchise yeah, in the yeah. NFC. He's proven he can win with a mediocre quarterback. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, he really has. Yeah. I mean, that's that's or at what least that having eight hundred. Right? And that yeah. defense and that culture, just what the Saints are. I think he can really embody that. That is a franchise throughout the last couple of decades that's been had a lot of success in the NFC. They yes, they have the one Super Bowl, but that is a team that has had winning culture. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're just kind of losing it right now. We're seeing the Saints for the first time like, oh, they're not really that good. Like they at least trending back to the Aints. And to the Aints, this exactly. This is the first time I think we've ever seen a Pittsburgh Steelers team where they're just imploding from within. I mean, teammates yeah, are getting along bad. with teammates, players are taking plays off. Uh, it's just all around bad. I think if nothing else, he's got to go just to I mean, so they can do something to make he doesn't need to be the fall guy in all this. Social media destroyed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yep. so are you saying George, all the quarterbacks are all not talking to each other now? Uh, I believe it was George Pickens, yep, George Pickens. is unfollowing his quarterbacks oh, no. except for uh, Mason Rudolph, who's getting the start this week. So, yeah. Steelers fans, I'm so sorry that you, Rudolph's coming early on Christmas, yes. but uh, <laughs> not not looking great against that Bengals team. Yeah, I. Uh, that's what I saw this morning too. Was George Pickens apparently now is unfollowed Kenny Pickett. People are tracking this, which it's funny, but this is the a- day and age we live in. Where this he, is what you have to worry I mean, about. That's petty. Like, well, you're unfollowing your teammates for what reason, right? You're just trying to show, make a scene. I mean, you, you, keep, the, about, you keep following the one guy who's yeah. actually going to throw you the rock this weekend. That's probably why. And if he doesn't, then he's unfollowed. So I, George Pickens is not good enough, in my opinion, to be doing like making this much of a scene. Yeah. No, you know, yeah, because what has he done to, to, to get to this point? Nothing no. except take plays off. Also, there's there should never be a phrase. Oh yeah, that came from TikTok in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> That's just wrong. Thanks a lot, it's just there's just so many things about it. We don't need to see what these. I mean, this is where you're hearing about the people that are doing things at two o'clock in the morning and they're posting mm, stuff. Right. They're holding guns or they're doing this. I mean, just go back, play the game, play the game you're in pay. There's right. a million other people that would love to do what you're doing. Yeah, you've gotten this far, too. It's not like any anyone who's just limped into the NFL, you know, just a gift to get into the NFL. They, they've earned this, and these are just some of the best athletes in the world, so why 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 be petty is the word to use, I feel like, on this one. So, yeah, I mean, hey, it would be crazy. Mike Tomlin would be the number one on my list. If, I, if I'm a spot that's uh, got an open seat for a head coach, Mike Tomlin can still coach very well okay. for another team. I would like to see elsewhere. Kind of some of the teams we named, like I said, Atlanta, Chicago would be fascinating. And then also, like I said, I think the Saints. Saints and Browns. Yeah. Keep Browns. I like north. the Browns one too. So don't know if they're going to get rid of Stefanski. Alright, when we get back, we got Do You Care? Also, remember, at 1230, we got the last family four-pack for Hot Wheels Monster Trucks live at the Moody Center. That's uh, January 13th. So be ready. We'll have a word. Sorry, I was going to cook up a word going into the break at 1230, an hour from now. Get ready for those tickets. When we come back, 512-834-1027. Guys, on sports, we are back. Friday edition. Little holiday special coming up with a little draft. Text in, what's your favorite Christmas movies? Uh, We want to know. We're going to do a little draft on that in the second hour of the show. But for now, we got our Do You Care segment. Uh, Do You Care? So I want you to start off with uh, a little Do You Care for us. Yeah, uh, Zion Williamson, uh, (laughs) troubled first 
overall pick, uh, is no longer guaranteed the last three seasons of his deal Uh-oh. that he signed. He signed a $197 million uh, extension with New Orleans in 2022. After missing 22, more than 22 games last year, uh, there was a vo- clause, um, speaking of Santa Claus, mm. in his contract that uh, if he missed more than 22 games on the last season, that the, the last three years of his deal are no longer fully guaranteed. Now, there are incentives for him to earn it back. But my biggest takeaway from this is since Zion Williamson has come in the league, he's played less than half of his yeah. eligible games. Yeah. He's missed an entire season, and he's always out. Um, I think folks are a little too critical on Zion, and it's gotten to the point where we've, we've seen the issues that players like John Morant struggled mm-hmm. with and all this. Uh, th- they say that the culture in the city that he lives in is the problem. And then I love the way they're talking to like, these guys. You know, there's these NBA nights. They go out to a city. They're like, we're off for a couple of days. We're going to go out. And that's where you see things like, uh, you know, going to some seedier places, uh, being around some people you shouldn't be. And then now with Zion, they throw in a... Maybe ordering some food that you shouldn't have gotten at three in the morning. I'm like, why? What? Are, we're really reaching for straws here they and are. saying that this is the problem. Yeah, I, I, our coworker, tactically Stephen A. Smith, has come out and said it wasn't me in quotes, but apparently the chefs in New Orleans love seeing Zion walk in because he'll <laughs> quote unquote, this is quotes, eat the table. Which uh, oh. that is a city I will say I've been down there. The beignets and and, and, the, oh, and yeah. the crawfish and, and the jambalaya that that'll get to you. I'm sure good food, but. Yeah, I was there first time ever about four months ago, and I'm going back in January. It is just one of those places that's so much culture, history, but yeah, you can find yourself in a lot of good trouble or bad trouble. Mm-hmm. You, you have to pick. Yeah, I went down there for uh, Mardi Gras for the first time mm-hmm. uh, this year. That is a... Have you, you been to New Orleans? No, it's one, one of the drawing spot for me. Yeah. You, can yeah. come with, you can come with L.A. Lloyd and me. We're going to go over uh, new, uh, Martin Luther King's long weekend. Yeah, okay. 98 yeah. bucks round trip. All right, let's really? boys trip. Really? Boys trip. Go, boys, trip. boys trip down to NOLA. Yeah, no, it's an awesome city. Crazy, crazy place. A lot of fun, though. Um, do you care? Johnny, do you want this one? I can go. I can go real quick moves. if you want go ahead. Yeah, yeah, Let's go back it, to the it. NFL. So with every successful start, is Jake Browning solidifying his future? Hmm. As a career backup, absolutely. <laughs> well, yes. No, but there's always that cor- that backup that has a good spout mm-hmm. when the starts out, and then they get this insane contract. Uh huh. Well, with never, another team. Never forget uh, the Packers quarterback. I think it was Matt Flynn throws seven touchdowns in yep. a game. Yep. Yep. Gets a huge, huge deal for the yep. Seahawks. Doesn't start a game. <laughs> the, the rise of Russell Wilson. <laughs> that's got to be changes that. Yeah, that's got to be one of the best gigs ever. Like oh, the backup yeah, quarterback. You, I'm saying, you know, you sign that one big. Time. I mean, well, I mean. The names escape me now. He used to—he was the starter for the Raiders, but uh, was from San Francisco to the New Orleans. Garoppolo, a, Garoppolo, thank you. Jimmy he G. Was, uh, Jimmy G was the backup in New uh-huh. England. Got himself a big fat contract. Yeah, off of one game. Off of one game. Yeah, no, I love—I love a good backup story. Um, yeah, I think that's. I mean, it's interesting. I'm sure he'll find if he doesn't want to stay and be a backup, he'll find work somewhere. I think he's a solid backup for sure. As a, as a guy that's a top tier backup in this league, there, there's only a few left. A guy that obviously I know about the Lions. That we got Teddy Bridgewater is kind of one of those guys that's been hey, he's a yeah. good backup. To have. Yeah. He's retiring. He's retiring at the end of the year. Exactly. Yep. End of the year. So there's only the slim pickings when it comes to quarterbacks. How many how many quarterbacks have started this year? Just I like think it's 58. 58. Uh, I do love the way the NFL is very much like that Toy Story meme where we glob on to a backup quarterback and then someone comes on and it's just, I don't want to yeah, play with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Josh Dobbs getting tossed <laughs> yes. in the sand. Josh Dobbs was the hot news we were talking about for, yep. what, maybe 10 days? Yeah, no. Uh, we got Nick Mullins 
uh, getting the rock for the Vikings now. But yeah, no, shout out him, and they they they're in the playoff position right now. Yeah, so they play holding. the Steelers this uh, weekend. I think they are two and a half point favorites on the road. And that's kind of the state of the Steelers. You usually don't see that. But uh, I got a little do you care. Last night, uh, watching the Rams game, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Shohei Atani was in attendance. And mm. Yamamoto, I don't know if he was there. They didn't show him, but I saw a picture beforehand. They were together. Uh, Yamamoto is the 25-year-old pitcher from Japan. Uh, one of the best pitchers in the world, quote-unquote, to our guy out here. He did a whole article on it for ESPN, Jeff Passan. He was talking all about it last night. And with the contract structure that uh, Shohei Atani has uh, uh, put together, he's getting $2 million a year for the next, what is it, 10 years? Yeah. And then all of his cash is going to be with interest, and he can get out of the California state tax if he's not living there at that point in his 40s. True. He will get all his cash later on in life, but it clears up cap for this specifically. Yoshinabu, probably killing that, Yamamoto, is just signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Rich Get Richer 12-year deal. $325 million, 25-year-old. He's 5'10", 176 pounds. He's not like a massive guy for a pitcher. And never pitched an inning in the Major League no. Baseball. Never. And not one. knowing the Dodgers, a 12-year deal for how much money was it? $325 million. $325 million probably means that he's going to get $300 million in 13 years. Yeah. the way they yeah. structure yeah, their exactly. deals. Well, and think about that. That's over $1 billion with a B. Yeah. Two players. And they still got a big old Mookie Betts contract coming up, too. I mean, the the pockets are pretty loaded in the the old Dodger land. You would think they'd get better hot dogs. You're on that team right now. No, Dodger dogs. Dodger dogs overrated. Really? You're the hot dog man. You're Dr. Hot Dog. You didn't get a hot dog today, did you? No. That's why I'm surly. Uh, yeah, so he signs for 12 years, uh, $325 million. As you mentioned, Johnny, he hasn't pitched uh, an inning, a pitch in the major leagues, but they, they consider him to be legitimately a top 10 pitcher at this point. He, his his splitter, they call it like the yo-yo splitter, uh-huh. legitimately can go drop down five and a half feet. Wow. This kid is ridiculous. Doesn't lift weights, does stretching no, and breathing. He's only 5'10", he's 5'10", 170. A buck 75. Yeah, a buck yeah. 75. Yeah. Right. 5'10", 175. And this kid yeah. is apparently the real deal. I've watched a little Jordan bit. Alvarez shells him in the first at bat. <laughs> but uh, he won, obviously, the world uh, was it the world championships, uh, the world baseball, baseball, yeah, baseball, baseball yeah. world championships with uh, Japan and uh, his teammate, now teammate in the MLB, Shohei Itani. So, so we have seen him play against MLB yeah. yes. caliber players. We have seen so. that. So it's going to be fascinating. I when they saw, like I saw the odds come out for him after Shohei Itani signed with the Dodgers. It was that he was looking really more at the Yankees, possibly the Mets. I think another team was thrown out there. And I was like, is this not why Shohei Itani did mm-hmm. this to yeah. get his teammate, to get his countryman or whatever you want to call it on his team, and that's why he's getting two million a year. Shohei didn't want to take a like he wanted to take a cent. That was it for the the uh, the years that he was here. He did not want any cap to yeah, be. No. Utilize on him until they got to pay him later, which just kind of shows his characteristics of he's a guy that just cares about winning. Do we have crazy. what the odds have continued to probably go through the number at for the Dodgers to win the World Series now? Because they were the odds on favorite after the Otani mm-hmm. signing, and now you got to imagine that that's moved even further. Yeah, yeah Dodgers, um, four hours ago, Dodgers improved from plus 550 uh, with the Otani deal to now plus 450. Uh, which is the shortest odds. The next up is plus 700 for the Atlanta Braves. They're pretty good, too. So yeah, that's pretty good. Too. Plus 450. I would I'd honestly slam that. Like, I, I don't guarantee it's baseball, right? Like, yeah. anything can really happen. Some game series, you still got to win it. 
but this team's going to be very good, and they remain very good. And so. Congratulations, Dodgers fans. You're not going to spend $40 at the park for a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I want to ask, too, uh, and you are one of them, Astros fans. Obviously, this is kind of a rivalry, NLAL. Does that scare you a little bit more or no? I've never been scared. <laughs> there we, we go. Got, we got two things on our side, Jordan Alvarez yes. and Mattress Mac. As long as Mattress <laughs> Mac lives and breathes. Uh, the Astros will be long fine. Uh, oh. Now, sure, does that man uh, probably do some seedy dealings? I wonder why he's in the mattress business and right. makes so much money. What's going on there? You Gives know what? That guy away. I talked to this morning kind of looked like I was like saying, you guys this morning oh, might have been in the mattress <laughs> industry. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Mac knocking at your door. like, you got my package. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first name it was? Just Mac? <laughs> yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't. It was Fred. Which oh, I thought Fred. Okay. Also was, there you, you know, go. Fred's one of those sketchy name. names. Uh, a little sketchy name there. Just Fred with a box. Yeah. But yeah, Yamamoto officially the uh, newest Los Angeles Dodger. So yeah, I care to ask. Uh, you guys care about that, obviously. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's gonna be. We we like a good signing, uh, and good on them keeping baseball exciting and relevant. Yep. Thank you, Dodgers. Yeah, thanks, Dodgers. You also now have a lot of weight on your shoulders to succeed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was texting someone last night about this this whole deal. It's like, well, this is the thing about baseball and the cap. Uh, the Detroit Tigers, who are my team, will never be able to do something like this. Just the way it's <laughs> built. You're, those small market teams just. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. That's just the way baseball no. is currently, mm-hmm. which is so different compared to the other sports with caps and whatnot. But, hey, I mean, that's that, that's how the dice roll, and then the rich get richer with the Dodgers. I am excited Hasn't to see it always them. worked out recently? Some it of the hasn't. teams that's spending the true. most money yeah. very are true. not winning that I mean, look at last year's New York Mets. Uh-huh. Well, look at the World they're Series. They're all on the Rangers now. Yeah. Look, who, <laughs> yeah, look at the World Series. Yes, the Rangers are the team that paid the cash to get those guys, but who was in it? The, yeah. the, the Diamondbacks of all teams uh-huh. yeah. at the NL. I mean, so. sneak in on you, but... Yeah, there's a lot of money. I mean, like I said, a billion dollars for two players. Two players. Coughing it up there at Dodger Stadium. I know you had one more story, if you want to touch on that. Oh, yeah. Warren Uh, Sapp action with Colorado. Colorado continues to crush the transfer portal and adding (laughs) Warren Warren Sapp. Sapp. They added Warren Warren Sapp. Suiting up. He's not suiting up, but he's joining Deion Sanders' coaching staff. And Deion's doing a fantastic job there of uh, getting the 2007 NFL Network crew to be the entire (laughs) coaching staff. Yeah, right. So I give it about a year and a half before we see quarterback coach Kurt Warner joining Colorado uh, and the Buffs. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, that defense gave up a lot of points. I think yes, Sapp, uh, as long as uh, he's put some of his past, uh, you know, proclivities behind yes, him, uh, I think uh, he can teach those boys on that front line to get after the quarterback in uh, Colorado there. It's not a bad guy to have back there. Uh-uh. No, Colorado's done very well in the transfer portal. I, them going to the Big 12, that'll be interesting to see. I think they're going to have more than four wins this year. I'll look to see if those win totals have came out yet. But I know hey, here's a guy, four-star uh, D lineman at Colorado. Coming from Pitt, that's one of them. There's a few guys. Another four-star, Quincy Wiggins, D-lineman. So they're, they're stacking up the d The thing with Colorado was that they're, they have some weapons, right? Your Travis mm-hmm. Hunter's a boss. Yes. His, his kids, Sanders, both, both the Sanders mm-hmm. uh, uh, kids uh, have been awesome. But they were super thin. I mean, you could see much, just yeah. one injury after another, and that's why they ended up losing, what was it? Was it, was it eight, straight? eight straight? They lost eight straight. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Buffalo, uh, the Buffaloes coming into the Big 12, excited to see that, them play the, you know, Texas Tech's the world and TCU's. That'll be a lot of fun to see, but Warren Sapp joins the crew there. Uh, that'll be interesting, like you said. So we go to break here. Uh, as I mentioned before, make sure you are sticking around around 1230. We will be giving away those tickets to Hot Wheels Monster Trucks Live at the Moody Center. Family four-pack. We will have a word. Sawyer's going to cook up for us there. Uh, we are going to get to the Saturday and Sunday games and then we're going to talk a little bit of the Christmas movies, our favorite ones. Text them in. What's your favorite ones? 
512-834-1027. Three guys on sports. Three guys on sports. Noah, Sawyer, Johnny, all here today finishing off Friday edition, little Christmas edition. That's uh, Justin Timberlake, right? Well, JT. It is. Did y'all see that picture? I think it was like a week or so ago. They opened a new mm-hmm. casino, and uh, it was all these celebrities and athletes around a craps mm-hmm. table for the first roll ever thrown on this craps table at this brand new casino. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You got like studs in there, Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady's in the background. JT's the one throwing the roll, roll shooting roll essentially. Not a single bet on the table. <laughs> like, no, the, the puck is on a number already, and you don't nobody's have the right people there. You don't have Jordan. You don't have Mickelson. You don't got none of the big bets. Like, what, what does anyone look interested in? It's like <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It hurts my heart as a gambler. I have to pull that up. No, I didn't see that one. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, a little JT action on this Friday. Uh, we go to the line. The number is five one two eight three four one zero two seven, and this is our guy Northside Dave. Northside, Northside Dave. Dave, what's up? I got Northside. Push the right one. Should be there. Northside. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, Dave. Lost Northside. Well, Northside, call back. We always appreciate your calls. Um, but yeah, we'll get into the NFL. Uh, the slate is looking pretty good for this uh, Christmas weekend. Uh, we'll start off with the Saturday games. Not looking great there, but playoff implications for <laughs> something to watch and not it's talk to your family. NFL That's football. right. That's right. Something to watch, not talk to your family. That's okay on Christmas Eve. Uh, starting off at three thirty. That will be the Steelers hosting uh, the Bengals, the Jake Brown-led Bengals against the Mason Rudolph-led Steelers. Yikes. But the Bengals, I mean, seriously here, if they win this, which they're favored to by mm. two and a half, three no points. No Jamar Chase. No Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase is huge, but they're going to have nine wins. They're going to have a winning season yeah. without the majority of it without Joe Burrow. And when Joe Burrow... With a whole season of unhealthy Joe, Joe Burrow exactly. while he's there. Yeah, right. Exactly. When he was playing, he wasn't even healthy, and they, they started off really Banged slow. Up Burrow on the Bengals. Up Burrow. Literation. And up. we got the horn oh, here. Here we go. I think it's our guy, Northside. Northside Dave, is that you? Yes. I'm sorry, guys. Went to a dead zone. I'm, I'm up in the hills here. Yeah, you're good. Ah, <laughs> we appreciate the call. How you doing, Northside? I'm you know, doing good. I, uh, first of all, I just want to say Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry uh, Christmas. I love Dave. your show. Thank I you. think, you know, with a lot of the... Uh, other stations, you know, going more nationally. I'm just glad that you guys are in touch with the um, sports fanatics around here in this area, allowing them to vent their frustration, compliment you guys, whatever. So Thanks, thank you. Appreciate Merry you. Christmas, and thank you for letting me come on air and vent and scream and point out your mistakes. Okay? Yes. That's right. I always yeah. got to point those out. I say, you need to point where we've yeah. been wrong. Anyway, about Mike Tomlin. You know, yeah. since I've been alive, now you know how old I am. Joel Power. Tomlin. I don't think the Rooney family is going to want to remove him. That's not what they do. Right. Uh, they go through the rebuild. Noel went through a rebuild. Carl went through a rebuild. And this was what's going on. That's why I think quarterback play is so important. They just haven't found their QB yet or haven't developed the current one. So I'd be very surprised if they let uh, let him go or want him to move unless, unless right. he wants to go personally. That's about it. And that's what but I was going to ask. That's what I, in my mind, and uh, the best Christmas movie ever. Yeah, let's hear it. Fred Claus. Fred Claus. Well, it shows Fred Claus. that even Santa Claus's family is dysfunctional. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Thanks, Northside. We appreciate you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. Appreciate you always calling in. Um, he's got a good point there. They, this is a, a franchise that has, referring to the Steelers, they do not get rid of guys. It took forever. Mm-hmm. Matt Canada should not have had a job for the last almost probably couple of years uh, at that OC position. They finally did. They don't fire people. My question is, though, I was going to ask Northside Dave and just everyone, does he, does Mike Tomlin want a fresh scene here? 
Yeah, is he trying to get out of right. it? He has not come out and said anything about this. Right, I mean, of course and, not. And nobody's really officially put him on a hot seat. No, so no. this is all just speculation based on the turmoil that is within that organization. Absolutely. Right and that's the thing. It's like the Steelers are one of the better franchises the way it's ran uh, in, in, in all the NFL, right? The history, yeah, the Super Bowls. I would Bowls. say you give the thumbs up to the Rooney family all the way. They've, right. they've been class acts about everything they've done. And mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if he's still the coach for you know a decade. I really wouldn't be shocked, and I don't think it's... I don't think it's a crazy thing for that, but you know, it gets a little stale, kind of like the point that Ryan Clark made. Uh, you know, look at look at what Andy Reid he he moved on, they moved on from him uh, in Philadelphia, and yes, you get Patrick Holmes out of the deal, but he's winning Super Bowls. This, and, and, this could be a victim of being that mediocre eight, mediocre eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Now, sure, that does yeah. sometimes win the AFC North because of all the the own you know eating their own. Um, but then when you look at where you draft there. There's no, yeah, no, no, none no. of those quarterbacks that could be potentially changing your exactly. franchise are going to be there. And they're not trading up because, I don't know, Steelers don't trade up in drafts like that. And then you do, that's why you, they used to just never miss on these second round wide receivers. But now all of a sudden you're just picking just the baddest of apples. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You look at it, if, you fiddle, if you finish middle of the road in the NFL, you're going to get a middle of the road pick. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And that first round, you should still get some sort of a stud, but mm, it's not going to be the stud that's in the top ten. Not what you want, right? Yeah, or need. No, not what you want or need. And that's kind of what happened. And then when they got Kenny Pickett, that's kind of the spot they were in. Well, he was the first overall quarterback taken in that draft, but that draft a couple of years ago was. Not a lot of those guys no. have panned out. Uh, I mean, no. it just wasn't a good good quarterback class, plain and simple. Pittsburgh, not really a destination for free agents <laughs> no. either. No, not not completely. Not a lot of people want to go into PA. But Jake Browning, could he be the he star? Be. Honestly, See, there you go. That's what we're talking about. Lessons in there, right? With every victory he's getting in his backup role, Turns he could be that. a starter somewhere. Yeah. So uh, we will move to the games here. I, I personally, if I'm taking money, ah, what do you guys like? Uh, Sawyer, we got to be advisors Steelers? here. Yeah. What is Put our advisor hats. What, what are we it? thinking? Bengals are Bengals are favored by two, two and a half, three in some books. So we'll we'll just say three. We'll call it easy. Yeah, I don't see. I see the Steelers winning this game. Uh, yeah, I would take the Steelers too. at home as dogs. It's going to be a low scoring game. One of these things where a field goal will decide it. Okay. I think. Yeah, and we've been pushing them around so much. Mike Tomlin. Now we said this earlier in the season about Mike Tomlin too. Is that he's been pushing around. He's not going to let the team roll over. Right. But yep. Yeah, steel. I like a Steelers win on Christmas. I like the Steelers points. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take the three with you there. And our advisor hats are completely on right now, giving you the bets. Hey, I'm due. You know, yeah. I've had some bad beats this week. Bad I'm yeah. due. Hey, it's all right. But we gave them. We gave them what they need to on Monday night. Didn't yeah. We? Uh, and you hit. Hey, Johnny, congrats. You said I'm that saying, over was going to hit. Good I'm call saying, yesterday. I know. I was a little off on the points. Again, yes. thanks to the uh, kicker. But right. uh, yeah. yeah, I went over. I was square. Away. I took money line, and I liked the turnover. Stafford did not throw a pick, but of course, Mr. Derek Carr, Derek Carr he, he's very good at doing that. So he threw a pick. Uh, last game, there was only two games on Saturday. Uh, these Saturday games, like we said, are Steelers hosting Bengals, and then the Chargers without Staley. Thank God for everyone's <laughs> sake. We do not need to see that man on the TV anymore. Yeah, yeah, a, usually when a, you're without someone, gift. that's a minus. It's a plus for them. Yes, yeah. Gif. There's a GIF. He's yeah. the head coach of the uh, Chargers now. Is, was he Very the, seasonally appropriate. Yeah, yeah a GIF uh, for the Chargers. Is, wasn't he, is he the linebacker coach? Is that correct? What, what, what? I believe he is the linebacker or defensive line coach. I was... Um, I was thinking this too. They they brought in a, a um, interim GM. That's got to be a nice cushy job. What do you do? Just hey, yeah. 
Send in some emails. Yeah, uh, keep keep scouting. To win, boys. Keep scouting, guys. Yeah. But I do see GIF uh, gifting the Bills and the folks up in Buffalo a win this weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't want to mess with those points. It's a huge line. I was about to say. But, uh, yeah, Bills Bills handle that one pretty easily. I, I'm with you. Bills win. I'm going to take the 12.5 for the Chargers. It kind of feels like what I did with the Car- Cardinals at home. But I think it's one of those things that we've touched on when a team gets a guy out of there that it's kind of that bad culture, the bad juju. These guys did not want to play. Look at their last game when they mm-hmm. played the, the Raiders. That was grim, and they mm-hmm. just did not show up. I think they'll show up a little bit more now. Easton Stick, not not amazing, but I think this will be – I don't think Keenan Allen's even going to play. Nope, Keenan's but out. Thanks, I'm, buddy. This is more hopeful, uh, wishful thinking for me because I have Austin Eckler, and I need him to Ooh, do see? something for me in fantasy He's football this week, there. please. Uh, so I'll take the 12 and a half. That's fine at home. I think the Chargers will have a little bit of – Okay, new co- new, new coach, coach sure. yeah, all that uh, juice. So yeah, that is it. Going to Christmas Eve, uh, we got the Falcons and the Colts. Playoff implications, big time, especially for your Texans. You are rooting all for the Arthur Smith led uh-huh. Colts. Oh yeah, yeah. How yeah, are the fun. Colts winning all these games this year? Man, hard nosed. Shane football. Steichen. Shane Steichen's, uh, know, Shane Steichen's a good up coach. Up there for coach of the year. Uh, Gardner Minshew has proven that he's a winner, and uh, that offensive line has always been good. Uh, they're crushing it. Every time a running back goes down for the Colts, the next yeah, guy next up is capable up. of breaking off 80 to 100 yards a game. Uh, I think what I want for Christmas is for all four AFC South teams to lose. Yes. And I think they could. I, <laughs> I definitely possible. think they could. Uh, we got a banged-up Texans playing the Browns. The uh, Colts have to go to Atlanta. And then uh, we have a Trevor Lawrence-less Jaguars playing the Buccaneers, and then, of course, Seattle's rolling, and they're getting the Titans. All the AFC South teams are susceptible to a loss this weekend. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We got, a, we got a caller on the line right now. Caller? We're here. Hey, caller, who is this? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, is it Chris? How you doing, Chris? Well, um, for the once, I got to agree with uh, Northside Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all taking our calls. My, at least my call. My senseless calls. Oh, um, but, and, um, uh, Right quick, before you give uh, the credit to to Deion Sanders <laughs> with all yeah. these transfer portals, I think they put a stat on it that all these uh, transfer port, uh, players, I think they have a combined 23 snaps. Wow. And like eight tackles. That's crazy. Yeah, no, he's getting guys that are and, uh, big stars but uh, haven't really played a lot of football. Of the Christmas movies real quick? Yeah, yeah, please. That's going to sound weird, but I love this movie, Just Friends. Just friends. Oh, okay. that's, a, that's actually one of my favorite. Die Hard, die Hard is a Christmas movie. It, it is. Guys. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Montavis Chris. We appreciate you too, man. Merry Keep Christmas. Calling it's Chris. funny because Just Friends is one of my favorite ones too. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a good one. Um, and yeah, Die Hard is. I, I would say that is a Christmas movie. I, I never really like throw that in this great movie, but it, it it is it is for sure. Uh, so Falcons Colts. Long story short, uh, both teams that are fighting for playoff spots. Um, Colts looking a little bit better, but they are the underdogs here. Two and a half point dogs in Atlanta. What do you like there, guys? Mm. I'll take uh, uh, the Colts. The two and a half points. I like that. At three and a half. I think we have a big bounce bounce back from the Falcons. Arthur yep. Smith is coaching for his job. I take Falcons money line in that one. Okay, I like that. I just don't know if Arthur's Arthur the coach is going to get Arthur the owners approval to do is mm-hmm. what he wants to do yeah. it hasn't happened so far this year so i see kind of what we've seen from the from the falcons most of this year i don't i don't like him this game yeah i i, I, th- I see both i like i like both bets oh uh, yeah I, i'm with you there i i think they need to utilize our guy Bijan robinson a little bit more not just because again another fantasy guy i have but he is 
You drafted him seven overall. He is yeah, a stud. When he gets just, the rock, he can he can score. Yeah, uh, he you can use make him because he's damn good. He's damn you good. You use him because Agreed. there's a reason you jumped up and took aren't. him at number seven. I am excited to see Heineke play. Uh, I'm I'm all set on the Ritter experience. Yeah. The experiment itself was bad. Uh, you need to move on. I'm glad they are. They're going to I mean, start. We saw Heineke earlier this season. And it wasn't anything to really write home about. No. But I do feel like every time this season that we've the media is critical of Arthur Smith. Usually the Falcons play a little better a little that better. next week, yes. and so maybe if we were just critical every single week, we yep. could get Arthur Smith doing something. We will get back to some of these games here, uh, Sunday games. We are going to then after that do our movies draft. So text your in your Christmas movies. The number is five one two eight three four one zero two seven, and then at twelve thirty, still giving away that four pack to Monster Jam Hot Wheels at the Moody Center. We'll be back, three guys in sports. 